everybody welcome back to the championship leadership podcast uh, we have kelsey moore with us out of denver colorado kelsey thank you so much for taking some time here to be with us i appreciate it yeah thanks so much for having me i'm so excited yeah absolutely um so the first question i always like to ask on the championship leadership podcast is you know what comes to mind for you or what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that mm-hmm. but- Question makes sense considering <laughs> the title podcast. No, that's awesome. I so we really want to show up as leaders in our business to our clients to our audience, right? We kind of know that that's ingrained. So when I hear championship leadership, like that's that to me feels like being the type of person that can rally, like when stuff feels really challenging because we're talking to entrepreneurs, like we know this is hard. This is a crazy life to choose. And there are times when it just feels like damn near impossible and we're exhausted. And I feel like it's building in the training and the mindset and the practices to be able to pick yourself up, keep going, like champion yourself when you feel like it's impossible, when you feel like it's hard, and then being able to do that and have that kind of support for your people as well. And really like through that, through that type of encouragement, be able to actually lead them. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that answer. I love, um, I'm quite a few episodes in probably about 170 or 80. Now. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I always, always get a different definition of championship leadership, right? Uh, and I'm like, I don't know how many ways we can, we can slice. <laughs> um, Apparently a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I, and I definitely, um, agree with that everything that you said there. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and the path that you've been on? What is it up that, that you've done to get yourself to where you are today? Tell us a little bit about your story and, and the path that you're on and what you're up to, um, you know, as we come to present day and where we're at today. Yeah, thank you. It's definitely not been a straight line. And so, like, what? Isn't everybody's just like one step, one foot in front of the other? Well, so it's so funny because when I, when I share my story, it's like, how on earth does A correlate to, you know, I don't, whatever letter I'm in now, I suppose I feel like it's only C, but I feel like it's still so much at the beginning. 
but I really, I started my adult career uh, in a correctional facility. So I started working first as a teacher and then as a case manager, managing the lives of about 25 adult male felons. And really, it did catapult me into this journey of entrepreneurship just over the delay of several years of, of really just experiencing what it felt like to be so unhappy, yeah. to really hit this place of like a pretty dark depression and like the cynical anger and realizing that I, I had built this life around me that I did not enjoy. And I had one of those wake up moments after a particularly unpleasant day at work and where I had a very belligerent client just really explode in my face. And he is a violent offender coming out of 25 years of prison for a murder charge and really just kind of snapped me awake a little bit where I was like, why am I doing this? Why did I choose this? Like, I, I think I was like 23. And I was like, this is not what I want to do for the next 30, 40 years of my life. And just actually at that night, in that moment, I started Google searching, uh, like how to budget, how to travel, how to be an actor, how to just like do all of these different things that I knew that I enjoyed. And I started writing out a list of different things that made me happy and started actively choosing to just go do more of those things. And then, you know, years, years passed where it was a gradual move from working in corrections to then working in a different facility, then as an office administrator, and then started training professionally as an actress and getting represented in multiple states and doing dozens of commercials and industrials and indie films and loving it. And all the while learning about personal development and discovering podcasts and YouTube can be used for things other than just entertaining videos. Like you can learn so much on there and all of this self-education through books and then learning entrepreneurship. I started learning funnels and SEO and ads and websites and just all of these three different pillars over the course of years where they finally merged into, wow, like I really, I can do something with this. And my first course I made was a personal development course all on mindset. And so now that's really what feeds the foundation and the basis for what I do, which is teaching entrepreneurs how to be great on camera, how to have video presence so that they show up as their authentic self, sharing their story in a powerful, compelling way that's going to help inspire and lead others and do it in a business strategic way that's actually going to serve them online. Wow. So, so all of that led <laughs> to doing that today, which is... Uh you know, focusing on really helping people to communicate their message clearly. Yes. Through video. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I want to know, like, how long was, I know you said it sounds like there was a bit of a progression out of that career, right? With that, that the experience that you had with this 25 year, what he was in prison for 25 years, mm-hmm. murder charge, really questioning what it is that you're doing. How long was that transition to actually get out of that? Oh man. So I, I first was a teacher in that facility and for maybe about a year, two years, two years. Wow. That all blends together so much. The timeline is so hard sometimes to remember. I I was, so I think I started as a teacher for two years, transitioned to the case manager, probably six months in that facility. and, And then I was next on the roster to take over the sex offender list. 
and you don't have a choice. You don't get to turn that down. It's technically a promotion, but you're basically just in the rotation because it's a much harder caseload. You start taking on the psych patients and the sex offenders. And I was not emotionally willing to do that. Uh, I was, that was a really hard transition point for me where I was like, I have to leave. Like I can't, I will not, I will not be, um, be able to be the person that I know that I am inside if I'm around that constantly rather than just some of the time. And I was already struggling enough. So that catapulted me into just switching facilities to one without sex offenders, without a psych ward, without arsonists. So, and it was a much newer, cleaner place. It was smaller. Like it was, it was run a lot better. It's like, okay, maybe I can do this. Like I was, I was an anthropologist in school and this is, it was fascinating and I was good at it. You know, it's working with different people and just, you know, bringing respect and compassion, but it was impacting me more than I was impacting it. And just starting to completely destroy me from the inside. So I was at this new facility for about six months and was like, wow, I, I still, even so, even with those changes, I hate this. I, there are still so many bad days. There are still so many horrible conflicts and things where I, either coming from the client or coming from the system and coming from we know within the way that it's structured. I just, every side of it started to just feel yucky. <laughs> and so that was, yeah. So, so really that was probably another, from that night, maybe eight months before I was out of corrections as a whole, and then moved into working in a higher education administrative position for about, uh, about three years. Okay. And then mm-hmm. how long was it before you were really, truly like, blown out on your own as an entrepreneur? Uh, yeah. So when I was in the office position, and this is, I, like, I think this part of, and this kind of timeline breakdown of, is really important to see how, like, gradual it is, like how step-by-step step you just keep going, you just keep going, and things take time. So when people are like, oh, my funnel made $100,000 in 90 days, it's like, right, but the 10 years before that, <laughs> it's like, I think things take a decade. Uh, and so that was, I really started about a year into the admin position. I really started discovering true, like personal development, fully dove into it, started every single free moment. And it was a desk job that was like, I, I mean, I, I could finish my work so quickly. It was so easy compared to what I'd been doing before. And there was no emotional toll. And so I was like relearning how to talk to people because for a couple of years after that, I was, I had a very, very hard time having any sort of small talk or ma- making any acquaintances. Um, if people ask me any questions, it's so funny doing interviews now. If people ask me questions back then, I would be like, why do you want to know? Why is this relevant to you? How dare you ask? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. And now I love it. Yeah. And so it was, it was maybe two years at the, at the desk where I did a course after course after course really learning as much as I could. And then at the end of that time, I started to transition into more part-time work for about another year, some kind of side jobs where it was really more focusing on coaching, being an entrepreneur, stepping into that. Um, and then, you know, probably full-time now for two years. So it's all these tiny little, you know, steps that you just start making it work. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of why I asked because, you know, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners and, Mm -hmm. you know, people probably stuck in a place just very similar to you and where I was at one point in my life and just wanting to make that change. It's a a hard decision to make at times, but Mm -hmm. almost, well, I I would have to say just about every one that I've spoke to that's made that leap. It's been one where they definitely don't regret it looking back and they oftentimes the comments like, man, I wish I would have done this a lot sooner. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I'm like, I would have taken some bigger leaps sooner, but then at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know that I could have because each, each leap really that you take, you do it with the resources and the knowledge and the ability that you have in that moment. So it was like, I probably took the biggest steps that I could at the time with what I knew and with what I had. Yeah. And so, yeah, having a little, I think it's so important to have like a little bit of grace and compassion and forgiveness for yourself. If you're, especially if you ever feel behind or like, uh, you know, everybody talks about these such impressive things. It's like, really, it's just that next step on the ladder, like that next step for you and your journey and really give yourself some grace. Yeah, absolutely. Who are some championship leaders that have like coach, coaches, mentors, leaders that have impacted you along this journey and, and more so like, what is it about them? What are some of the characteristics Mm. Uh, that maybe even um, have helped to shape and mold who you are as a leader? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, There's several, so many. (laughs) And a few that really, I'm James Wedmore and Catherine Zinkina, Jessica Kiverlintom, Chris and Lori Harder are probably the top consistent ones that I continuously lean on. My coaches are James Wedmore and Jessica Berlin Tolman right now and love them. And it, it's all of, all of these people, some of the similarities that they have are that balance of the business strategy and, you know, this, this is how you build this. This is a way for you to automize it. That's not the right word. Is that, automate. automate. I'm like, what's, what's the word? <laughs> to monetize and automate. There we go. I was like, they're blending in my head. Yeah, where, where you can learn how to not just share content, not just build an audience, but actually to monetize it and then to automate stuff so that it can start to run without you and your systems can be in place in a way that they operate as essentially an employee. And it's not just there to be there and you're like, cool, I have this. Kind of like people are like, oh, I need to have a logo, a website, business cards. You know, really, you just have those to have it. Like you need to set them up in a way that are going to serve you and act as an employee. And then they all, all of them have this ability and this quality of adding in the woo. So, you know, we always hear kind of like that spirituality side where it's, we're so much more than just a business strategy and business system. Like we are full on cosmic soulful beings trying to, you know, build this reality that we can see and feel within our own imagination. And that's like, one of my favorite quotes is an Einstein quote. That's your imagination is your preview to life's coming attractions. And I really do think like when we can have that vision and step into that visionary leadership role, that's how we're able to keep championing ourselves. Like that's how we keep the motivation, how we can keep the focus is when we feel stuck, focus on the vision. When you feel like this is too damn hard, focus on the vision and it will pull you back and put you back in the energy. And all of them teach with that sort of mindset. Yes, I love it. And that is perfect because it also 
really comes into the next question that I love to ask, which is what is the vision for yourself? Championship leaders, we absolutely do have incredible vision. Also, courage to take action on it, which I think is probably just as or or importantly. Mm-hmm. What is the vision for you, the short, maybe even the short-term vision and impact you want to make uh, in what you're doing and what you're up to? Mm. I, and I love that. I love having the courage to take the action towards the vision. Oh my God, that's like, that's 80% of it right there. Because vision and ideas without action behind it are neat thoughts. Good for you. That's great. Like, yeah, we all have all of these, you know, brilliant ideas that float around and we get so excited about, but unless we do something with them, it's not really going to help us. That's why I always like that, you know, knowledge is power, sure, but really it's, you know, action on the knowledge is where the power comes from. And the knowledge just gives us the ability to have, you know, the, the concept of the steps it takes that we need to walk into. Like we have to have the courage to walk into that fear and take those steps and the action. And my real like short term stuff is I, I really want to serve people with this brand new signature course that I created that I'm so proud of because it's a, you know, you do so many coaching sessions, one-on-one and small groups that you see all the consistencies and you really see exactly what people need. And so compiling an all into one place that people can go through and feed themselves that information. And then we do the live coaching sessions to work through those things and really build in the courage and have that emotional support aspect where people can move through that fear so they can move towards their vision. That's something I'm super excited about. You know, just got that finished during this quarantine time and getting that out there, serving more people with it. But some of the bigger vision is uh, last year, I held my first in-person retreat. I'd love to do more of those uh, on a larger scale when we can do travel and group things again, because it's such a fun camaraderie and energy that comes with things like that, that I just love. But really, I have the idea of my company, Be Marvelous You, that kind of houses all of these things to grow so big that I could turn it into even a production company and make some of my own films in the future. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Yeah, that's exciting. What, uh, what type of films do you have in mind for the future? Do you have anything? Oh, kind of, uh... yes. <laughs> of course, right? I, I do. I mean, I always... I want to like write the roles that I want to play. And some of them are like these, I'm working on a screenplay right now. And it's like this really artsy film that's, you know, takes place in the 1800s. Then I also want to do like, I, one of my favorite types of movies to watch are action films. And I don't always love the way that women are represented in them and the way that they don't always get to lead the action films. And so I would, I would love to make my own sort of stories like that, where I could play some of the characters or hire people place in the characters in the way that I think they would want to be represented more so. And so that's some of the stuff I get really excited about. That's, you know, definitely, definitely a few years down the road and a big vision, but it'd be cool. Exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. I love it. And uh, what's the signature course? What, do you have a name for it? I do. Thank you. Yeah. It's called Captivate on Camera. Cause really, yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, when you're, spending the time and the energy to make a video for your audience, right? Whether it's an IGTV, whether it's getting on Facebook Live or a YouTube video, something like that. You're doing a, a kind of long form content, even if it's like 10 minutes and you're teaching on there. If you're boring or flat or inauthentic or like 
a news anchor or a persona and it's, it's, you know, either way too out there, it's way too small. It's going to be harder for your audience to receive the message. So really one of our top goals when we're on camera is we must be captivating where they're like, Oh, I like the information, the value you're sharing and you're sharing it in a way that I can easily receive it. And they're going to want to come back, watch more and engage with you. So really teaching people how to have and own and harness their unique charisma and charm and their presence in their videos. I was going to say that because not everybody's captivating, mm -hmm. super charming or super, yeah, I guess captivating kind of, kind of, kind of hits it on the head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, assume, I assume you have some ways, uh, a system and some, some points that you, that you allow people to probably be themselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, bring more of, you know, their strong points out to help to resonate with others, right? Yes, exactly. Very much so. I'm, I'm sure you don't want to, you don't want to give all the nuggets away here. I can share something. <laughs> maybe a little, yeah, just maybe talk about that. I th because I think that's probably what a lot of people can keep a lot of people away from you utilizing video. And I think every day that goes by, it's just like, we can't avoid it, right? Mm -hmm. Part of our world, <laughs> yeah. be more and more a part of our world. So we, those that are can learn how to, to do that are going to be the ones that will, will win and take advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, maybe just talk a little bit about the challenge of that and how you work with somebody that, that really sees that as a roadblock for them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you're right. I mean, it's just going to be so, so unavoidable. <laughs> I think that's a great, like you just can't avoid it anymore. It's kind of like in 2020 and beyond, if you're saying, you know, oh, I don't use video in my business. It's kind of like being in the, you know, early days. And it's like, oh, I don't use email in my business or I don't use phone or like, it's not really not a choice. <laughs> and so, yes, I think a really, an awesome place to start, there's a couple of things that I'd be happy to share is firstly, if you're really, really feeling just nervous, like that scared, like self-conscious kind of insecure, like I turn on the camera and I just like nothing, nothing comes out. It's all just awkward. And, and you're really in that, that kind of energy around it. What I would recommend is start recording yourself in selfie mode speaking on your camera like pick up your phone open the camera app and you don't have to share it to social media this isn't for anybody else just share something that happened in your day share a business tip share something that you you wrote down maybe in an email or in a caption read it out loud and just start getting used to kind of vlogging to yourself and that's we don't want to get stuck there and do that forever but do that a few times and start to know that you are safe. Start building in the feeling and the emotion of safe that you can associate with the camera. And know that it's really normal to feel uncomfortable in front of a camera because it's not a natural thing to share our true, you know, genuine self and authentic self to a glass and metal box. It's a weird thing. I get that. <laughs> but it's really, it's not some inanimate thing. I mean, this is an energy portal. Like we can engage in this such, even if it's like just me pre-recording a video, you can still read my energy. You can still feel what it is that I'm feeling through that lens. And we know this to be true without a doubt, because have you ever felt anything when watching a movie or a TV show? <laughs> like, have you ever laughed? Have you ever cried? Have you ever left a superhero film and felt 
yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm so strong. I can, <laughs> I totally took down those bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You feel like it. Yeah, when you become, well, you feel like you're kind of a part of the story. Exactly. Um, it, especially the great, the greats that are able to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's, that's, that's great. I never really thought of that. Just recording yourself, not even to share, but just to get into the practice of being. Yeah. I remember the very first video that I shot when to- someone told me that I had a coach and he's like, all right, go shoot a video and send it out. <laughs> like, you mean like, go <laughs> and, and actually put it out to the marketplace to the world. And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fear and anxiety around that experience and, and to today where it's just natural because I do a lot of it, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I know it's, it's definitely a very real thing for people, especially those first few times. So just to, to get in the practice of that, I think it's great advice. I love that. Yeah. It's a great way to get started. And then, and then if you can, we, we do a lot of self-awareness gauging where we kind of learn, are you the person that needs to kind of on a dial skill, turn up the dial to bring more energy into it? Like, are you flat, monotone, robotic? Or are you like over exuberant? You have a persona and you're like a news anchor and you're a different character when you get on camera. Like it's really, it's really noticeable. And so it's like, okay, we need to adjust that dial back down. So when we are practicing and doing the activity of repetition and building in the new habits, they're the good habits. You're practicing the right skills that are serving you so that you're increasing and improving upon the things that are actually going to help make you, you know, that compelling speaker, that captivating performance, that's your CEO version of yourself. That's the, that's the champion leader version of yourself that's showing up on camera, not the tired version that's having a rough day, you know, unless you're intentionally sharing a vulnerable video. <laughs> it's like you need to show up as that captivating leader. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your game pace on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We switch gears here just a little bit. What's like a critical moment or a turning point in your life or kind of like that fork in the road where, you know, had you made a different decision, you would be in a very different place in life today, right? I think there's a lot of people, especially 2020, as you mentioned, depending on when you're listening to this, it's, it's July or it's August now, 2020, incredibly crazy year, mm-hmm. you know, very uncertain. And it all really kind of happened just like, uh, like someone did flip the switch and just all of a sudden the world was turned upside down. So for a lot of people in that, in that moment, that fork in the road and trying to decide which way to go to have the courage to take the route that they want to, is there a moment or two that's sticking out to you as I kind of ask this question that you could share with the listeners to help? I think it's powerful to others to hear. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. I feel like every, every couple of weeks, I feel like there's <laughs> yeah. one of these. and. So a couple that really stand out are when I was at that, at that nicer, newer correctional facility, the second one, I was having a meeting with my boss and they were building a secondary sister facility. And he was talking about how, you know, it's going to be a couple of years down the road, but he'll probably move over there and would recommend me for his position. And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't want it. And it was, it was such a, okay, that's the smart move. Like that makes a lot of sense. I could have this security and the stability and it's, you know, it's a, it's a better place and all of these things and everything in my body. 
And I think this is what's so important is like my brain was like, okay, that's a smart move. My body was like, this is horrible. No, everything in it was shouting no. And that's really how I think we make those fork in the road decisions is like, what is the energy telling you? You know, hopefully that makes sense. But man, I really, last year, last year, I felt a lot of these because doing my first in-person event and this was I had, I had really made this pivot in my business from going from just, uh, not just, but, but, but solely the focus of being a mindset coach and teaching that into pivoting to, you know, that wasn't, I felt, I always felt like something was missing. That wasn't quite it. And I was still like finding my feet and finding like, what is it that I'm really on fire about? And I was like, well, I actor, and I actually at that time was an acting coach for other adult actors in my city. And all, all of these things were like, I love working with storytelling. I love working with people's stories and their energy and making them better on camera because it's a huge difference. So I got to practice that skill with actors. And I was like, but the people I really love like teaching and working with are these driven entrepreneurs where they're like, I have this business, I have this idea, and I'm ready to have the courage to take the action. And, and when all of that finally clicked and merged together, it was just like, it's the scariest thing ever. I was like, how do I, how do I pivot? How do I rebrand myself? How do I make a whole new course? How do I, you know, all of these things. Yeah. And so to really kind of launch it, I decided to person event so that I could like, okay, well have, you, you know, more like content and footage and it'd be such a cool way to kind of launch this and announce this and really a powerful rebrand instead of just like some announcements on Instagram, you know, but there's a lot more overhead in a physical in-person event. There's a lot more expenses. And in doing a pivot like that, and it's like, okay, so you have months with a lot of planning and a lot of money going out and less money coming in because there's no course to support it. And you're reintroducing yourself to new clients, to a new clientele with a completely different messaging. And so I, I just, my goodness, there were so many times and I was like, I cannot do this. I quit. <laughs> like I'm going back nope, like this, this is too hard. It's just way too scary. And it really felt like this, you know, turn around, same over there. And it felt, it felt like a a wave hitting me over and over and over again. Like I was at that fork in the road. (laughs) I just wanted to quit, wanted to, and instead, instead just to believe in myself one time, choosing to believe in my mission one more time. And I really think if you're following your gut in that, that will always lead you in the right direction. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, uh, especially after the, the first example that you shared is just like, yeah, I mean, I really think that that's what it is, right? You just said it. It's like listening to your gut, your intuition. Um, I think that's what you said. Your head is kind of telling you the safe play is like, yeah, you should probably take this job. But mm-hmm. hate it. And your body is just reacting. Yes. Like, no. <laughs> No. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, and I, I just remember, I just remember like getting all of the job emails where it's like a director position because I'm pretty darn fluent in it, you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that would, that'd make a lot more sense. That's a smart thing to do. It's still kind of in the field. Like that could, that could kind of work. And you just, your brain really tries to justify it. And then your body's like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. <laughs> Listen to those, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, and I don't. Your gut is never wrong. I uh, definitely, truly believe in that. Like, you're so. absolutely. 
as we start to wrap this up, what would be like if there were one or two things that you could share with listeners today that if they implemented today, it would help them move their life forward today? Mm. What would that be? Mm. You know, so many things come to mind. Some are practical and some are cheesy. So here we go. <laughs> uh, really physically write out what you want. It sounds so simple, but my God, it's powerful. Physically write out what is it that you actually want and stop settling. Like it is going to be painful and it is going to be hard and it's going to take a hell of a lot longer than you think to get there. And it doesn't matter. (laughs) It just doesn't matter. You just keep going, figure out what it is that you want and write it down and make that your real vision where you can start to see it tangibly unfold in front of you. And every time that you quit, just choose, choose yes one more time after that. <laughs> just choose to leave yourself one more time after that and start taking the action. I mean, you cannot just have the idea. Like you have to get the coach, get the program, commit to it. You like take a damn oath and tell yourself like, this is now my life. This is now my choice. This is, this is what I have decided. And the word decision in Latin, when you go back to it, it means all of the choices have now died off. Like once you make that decision, it is your commitment. You are in. And so it doesn't matter how hard it is. You know your vision and you are compelled to it. You must move forward. You are now committed and actually do the things. Make the posts, get on video, meet with the coaches, like <laughs> run the ads, make the funnel, make the pages, master your craft, be brilliant in whatever it is that you do and share it with the world with pride. I love that. That is beautiful. So thank you so much for that. What's a, what's a few ways that we can find out more about you and what you're up to, your new signature program that you have as well so that we can uh, help, help some of these folks be more captivating uh, in video and marketing. Awesome. Thank you. So I, I hang out on Instagram a lot. So please come say hi over there. I love it. It is one of my favorite things when people listen to an episode and take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'll reshare it to my stories. It makes me so happy. It's like a virtual hug. So I appreciate that. And I believe I have a link for you. I would love to share. I have a free video training that is really walks you through the steps on how to get started. This is completely free. It's a four part video series, really how to get started on video. If, if video right, there's instances when it's not going to matter. It's very rare, but you might fall into that, fall into that category. And, and then seeing, you know, captivate on camera, if that course is the right fit for you or not. So you'll definitely know the answer of that by the end of this free training, as well as just having some really great tangible steps of getting started and making your own video content. So I would definitely recommend picking that up, starting there, going through that. Awesome. And yes, everything will be linked in the show notes as well, of course, so that you guys can find that easily. And Kelsey, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I've had a great time. I really appreciate it. Me too. Thank you so much. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I've deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. 15 months, she was all alone. 
When I got back, I feel out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Nate Bailey.